today's daf is Baba Kama daf Tzadi Vav. We are holding on the very bottom of daf Tzadi Hey Amid Beis. We were right in the middle of a conversation, of a discussion, daf Tzadi Hey Amid Beis. We were discussing um, the uh, the brisa that came up on daf Tzadi Hey Amid Aleph, which had three opinions about a person who steals an item, steals, let's say, a cow or a sheep, and then it gives birth. So how does he pay back that which he stole? So the the, the second and third opinions in that brisa seem to have said the same things, because they both seem to have said that you have to assess, you have to give back the actual cow, the mommy cow, and then assess the difference between the value of a pregnant cow and the cow that you gave back. So the Gemara was discussed, and the Gemara said, no, but the real difference between these two opinions, though, was the the shvach al gabe gezela. What if the uh, the cow had improved, the stolen cow had improved, does that just go back the end, does that just go back as is, or does the nigzal, or does the uh, the gazlon, rather get to keep the shvach shal gabe gazela. So we had an approach that Rav Papa understood that uh, the, the way Rav Papa understood is that everyone agrees the gazlon gets to keep the shvach shal gabe gazela. That if the, the stolen item had improved, everyone gets to keep uh, everyone agrees that the gazlon gets to keep it. The only question is what does it mean he gets to keep it? Does it mean he gets to keep it entirely? Or does it mean that he gets to keep some percentage of it the same way that if you were to give your cow to somebody to take care of and improve and uh, invest in, that he would get to keep some percentage of the uh, of the improvement. So we're going to go back a little bit to pick up from um, to, to take it from Amar Avashi because it's right in the that, that's the good starting point. So Gemara discusses how the Gazlan takes his portion of the Shavach, meaning yeah, according to Rav Papa, he gets a portion of at least a portion of the Shavach, but how does he take that portion? Amar Avashi ki Avinu beRavkana Yibayilam the Rabbi Shimon Damel when Rabbi Shimon says that you get a half, a third, a quarter of the improvement, does he get the, does he get that portion of the shavach in a cash payment, meaning a cash payment corresponding to his rightful percentage of the shavach, or does he get to say, I want a piece of the animal corresponding to that value? You shecht the animal, I want a good cut of meat that corresponds to that value. And we were able to answer this based on what Nachman Rav Shmuel said that that there are three people that are entitled to the shavach and we pay it off with money rather than giving them a piece of the actual item itself. So yesterday we described in great detail what those cases are, but at the end of the day, what those cases all have in common is that the actual item belongs to one person, the shevach belongs to another person. And the, 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 the owner of the actual item can pay off with a cash payment the person who owns the shevach. He doesn't have to actually cut off from his own item, from his own field, and say, okay, now I'm going to share it with you. He can pay him off with a cash payment, and that is our raya, because it's not only these three things. As Tosis points out, Avogav de Katani the Katani Gimel, ton of Ishayer. That is, even though it says three things, it really is setting a model for any time one person owns the guf, someone else is entitled to Shevach, that you're allowed to always pay off that Shevach 
with money, and therefore the Mechsa, Shlisha, and Revia, in our case, in the case of the Gazlan, who stole something and improved it, that also is something he's entitled to the, uh, to the Shavach for. So now the Gemara goes back to Shmuel, who says this, this statement that Shmuel just said, that there are three people that we, uh, that we pay them off with cash, Amalei Revinu Ravashi, Miyam or Shmuel, Balchov Lokeach Yavlei Shavach, Vamar Shmuel Balchov Gove Es HaShavach. Does it say that the Balchov, he gives the Shavach that was Meshbiach uh, Biyado, that the, uh, that the Karka improved? No, it says he's Gove from the Lukuchos. It sounds like he doesn't return money to the Lukuchos. It sounds like it's actual land. So Amalei Lokasha, Kan B'Shavach HaMegiyel Chsefayim, Kan B'Shavach Shemagiyel Chsefayim. That when the Shmuel says that the Balchov gives the, the money, that's talking about grain that had already fully grown, that the Shavach was fully grown grain, where the Balchov has no rights to it, and therefore he can uh, give the Lokeach its value. But in the Memer of Shmuel, that the Balchov is Gove the Shavach, that's talking about grain that is not Magil Ksefayim, that is not yet fully grown, where the Shavach is Meshuba to paying back that Chov, and the Balchov uh, collects it without, uh, without, without uh, cash payments. But it doesn't happen all the time that there are Bali Chovos that take from the Lukuchos the Kamagbi Shmuel Afilu Shavach HaMegil Ksefayim and Shmuel allows them to take without paying anything to the Lukuchos he allows them to take even the fully grown grain. So he said Lo Kasha, that's not a stira. Had the Masik Shirara when Shmuel says the Balchov collects the Shavach without paying for it, that's talking about where the Chov equals the value of the field together with the Shavach, meaning he's owed all that value. So that's why he could take the field and the Shavach. When Shmuel says that the Balchov is going to have to pay the Lokeach for the Shavach, that's only when the actual value of the Chov is worth what the field is worth, but not what the Shavach is worth. So if it doesn't equal the full value of the Shavach, so of course you're going to have to pay for it. So the Gemara says, not so fast. Amalei, Ravina says, Ravashi, it's a Machlokas Amaroyim, in Mesechas Ksubas and Dafsadi Aleph, Balchov, when he comes to collect his chov from, uh, from, from Karka that now has been sold to somebody else, that Lukuchos have, if the Lokeach is allowed to pay him off with cash and say, you know what, don't take my money, just don't take my land that I bought, I was, I, I'm interested in this land, I invested in this land, I'll give you cash instead. Does he have the right to pay him off with cash or can the Balchov say, no, the Shibut is on the Karka and therefore I want to collect the Karka. So, I understand very well if you say that if the Lokeach has any money to pay, that he still can't pay off the Balchov. The Balchov has every right to take Karka, so Shapir. So then we could say that Shmuel's talking about that the Balchov is Mesalik the Lokeach from uh, any uh, Shevach Bedamim, in a way that the, in, a, in a situation where the Chov is, is only worth the value of the field, it's not worth the value of the, uh, of the Shevach. But if you say that when the Lokeach has cash, he's able to tell the Balchov, uh, here, take cash, don't take my land. So, Lamalay, why can't the Lokeach tell the Balchov, you know, what's, what's happening over here? The Lokeach bought this land. Then not only does he have the land, though, he has, the, the land has improved. So, there are improvements on the land, and the Balchov is coming to collect all of it. Well, the Lokeach can say to the Balchov, if I would have had, uh, if, if had cash, what would happen? If I would have cash, you wouldn't be able to touch this land. You wouldn't be able to collect 
anything from this land, I would have been able to pay you off completely with cash. So Hashta, now that you uh, that, that that you're taking a piece of the karka together with the shavach, because the karka has improved, havli griva da'ara shir shivchai, at least give me a piece of land that's worth the amount of the shavach. So how can Shmuel say that the Balchov doesn't have to give the lokeach a piece of the karka that's connected the shavach that he could just uh, pay off the shavach with cash? There's a, there's a, the the uh, the lokeach is under no obligation to give any land to this Balchov. If he wanted, he could have given it all in cash. So now that I'm giving you land, I should only have to give you the cash value, land that's equal the value of what you're owed, and whatever you're not owed, I should be able to keep the rest of the land. So when Shmuel said that the Balchov could, uh, could be misalik the, the, the Shavach Lokeach, uh, the, the Shavach to the Lokeach with money, is going to Shavya Ne'alei Aputiki. That's where he made the field in Aputiki. You're right, in general, when I have uh, land, I can tell you, instead of collecting my land, take cash. But, uh, not when it's made into an apotiki. If the land was made specifically as an apotiki, that this is designated to pay back for this, uh, for this chov, so then he's going to take the entire karka, and he's going to have to pay, and, and, and whatever extra value there is, uh, because of the shavach, he could pay off with cash. He doesn't have to actually slice off a piece of his field to pay back the other guy. He can pay it off with cash. Period. So now the Gemara moves on to discussing um, to, to discussing uh, different uh, different issues. Now we're going to discuss the idea of uh, of, of of the shevach of a stolen item, where uh, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon say that the gazlan gets to keep it. He gets to keep whatever shevach there is. So we're going to talk about how, and that's a takanas hashavim that the, we want to make it easier for the gazlan to do tshuva. So he gets to keep whatever improvements he made in the item. So the Gemara is going to discuss what are the limits of that? Meaning, does that apply to a guy? Does it apply to a lokeach? Who exactly does this takhanas hashavim apply to? Then the Gemara, I realize I didn't outline the daf in advance, then the Gemara is going to discuss various cases of shinoi. We know that uh, shinoi might be kona, but what qualifies as a shinoi and what doesn't qualify as a shinoi? So we're going to discuss a number of different cases of shinoi through the rest of Amr Aleph. On Amr Beis, the Mishnah is going to talk about, well, uh, before the Mishnah, it's going to tell a story where a guy was forced to pay the improvements in the land, even though he didn't steal the land. He stole animals. Animals worked the land. The land got better because of those animals that worked the land. And, and the psak halacha somehow was that he had to pay the shavach of the land, in addition to giving the animals back. So we're going to discuss that right before the Mishnah. And then the Mishnah is going to have different cases of, uh, of uh, where we say, Mishalim Kshasa Gzela, that you're going to pay what it was worth at the time that you stole it, because it has gone down in value since the time that you stole it. It was either you stole an Evid or a that got old, or you stole a coin that got cracked, or it got, got rotten in uh, one way or another, and Mishnah is also going to talk about cases of Hezek Shev Nanikar, that something happened to it, that physically it's just as strong, it's, uh, it's chametz that looks just as good as it did before, but Pesach has passed since then, so it's Asr, or you have uh, other halachic problems that come up in the item that are not, uh, that are not physical problems. Okay, so let's see the, uh, the, the, the Gemara here. So it says Gemara Amar Rava, Gazal the Shpiach, if a guy steals, and then uh, he improves that which 
which he stole, he improves the item, umachar, and then he sells it to somebody else. V'gazal v'yishpiach. Or, if a guy steals, he improves the item, v'horish, and instead of selling it, he dies, and he's morish it, to someone else goes v'yerusha. So, mashishbiach machar, umashishbiach horish. Just like the gazal himself is allowed to keep the shavach when he improves the item that he stole, he's also allowed to be morish that to his children, and uh, sell it to a lokeach, because he's selling whatever he has rights to. So, by Rava, Rava raises the following shayla, hishbiach lokeach mahu. What if a guy stole it, immediately flipped it, he sold it to somebody else, and the guy that bought it was mashbiachit. Do we make a takana for him as well, that he gets to keep the shevach that, that, the, that he made in the items? So, that when someone buys something from somebody else, he's buying whatever rights the first guy had. So, if the first guy had the right to keep whatever shevach he would have made, the lokech, who actually made shevach, also gets to keep whatever shevach he actually made. So, yeah, but what if a, a goy made the shevach? So, meaning, do you make a takanas hashavim for that also? That uh, that the guy would be allowed to keep his shevach? You think we're going to make a takanas hashavim for the chavim? Why do we care about the chavim doing tshuva? Which is an interesting comment. Meaning, uh, a, a, it's an interesting comment in that we're not interested in the chavim uh, doing tshuva. It's like Yonah's attitude with uh, with Ninvei that it, it looks bad. It's a kitrug on Klal Yisrael if the goyim are uh, are doing. But it's interesting that this Takaras HaShavim, one would have imagined, is two-sided. That it's not only we want to make it easier for the fellow to do tshuva, we also want to make it easier for the person to get reimbursed, and, you know, the guy who's, who, who, who was stolen from, to actually get his stuff back. I mean, if you make it easier for the other guy that he's not going to have to overpay for it, that'll, so, so then they'll get his stuff back. But apparently the emphasis over here is on the Takaras HaShavim. That, no, we're only interested in the person who's doing the tshuva. And if he's a guy, then we're not so interested in him doing the tshuva. So, uh, what, 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 so, so it doesn't make sense that there should be a takana shashavim. So, amalei lo tzricha. Now, the case must, that must not have been the shayla. The case was, kigon dezavnei li Yisrael. The case was that the, the guy who was a gazlan turned around and sold it to Yisrael. So, does the Yisrael get to keep that shavach? But if at the end of the day, the guy who bought it from the Ovid Kochavim only bought what the Ovid Kochavim had rights in, and the Ovid Kochavim wouldn't be allowed to keep the Shavach that he improved his stolen item, so why should the Yisrael be allowed to? So Gemara says, no, the, the case, we misunderstood the case. There are three steps over here. A Jew steals it, and then a Jew sells it to a guy. A guy improves it, then the guy turns around and sells it to another Jew. My, so what's the deal in that case with this Shevach? Who gets to keep it? Do we say, since at the initial stage and at the final stage, there was a Jew involved, so they make a Takana Sashavim, and the, uh, the Jew would be allowed to keep the Shevach? Do we say that any time there's a guy involved in the case, there is no Takana Sashavim, and the guy is the one who actually made the Shevach, so there is no Takana Sashavim, and Mela, the, uh, the, the Nigzal, would get all of the Shevach as well. 
Teku, the Gemara leaves that completely unresolved. So now the Gemara goes back to discussing a variety of cases of Shinui. A person steals a Dekel tree and he cuts it down. Even if he moves it from the, he removes the actual tree from the land where it was growing and he replants it in his own property, that's not considered a Shinui, he has not been Kona, he returns the Dekel itself rather than the value that it was at the Shasagze so my time, oh, why is it that it's not a shino? You cut the whole thing down, you replanted it somewhere else. Meikara diklamikri, hashtanami diklamikri. It used to be called the dekel tree. Now it's also called the dekel tree. So what? It's been replanted somewhere else. It's been uh, moved. It doesn't make a difference. Diklavavidkovi, what if he steals the dekel tree and he chops it up? So then lokani also has not been cut. Why not? Because we would call that Govi Didikli. We would call it uh, a, a, you know, pieces of a Dekel tree. So it still has the same Dekel in it. As long as its name hasn't changed, so then it's, uh, it's still uh, it's not considered a Shinoi. The Rishonim raised the question that what about uh, the case we had before where you stole the wool and you colored it? So uh, we discussed the, the case of Shinoi over there. Apparently that is considered a Shinoi. But you call that colored wool. After all, it's still called. Uh, Called wool, so uh, so yeah. The apparently something that that not only um, uh, that, that it's not that the name is not the only determinant. Apparently, if it looks entirely different, that's also a determinant in saying that it has gone through a uh, shinui. If you steal pieces of a dekel tree and you make beams out of it, so kani, then that's kona, because now it's just called beams, it's not called dekel anymore. If you stole large beams and you cut them up into smaller beams, low kani, then it's, he's not kona, because uh, if, 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 he's not kona. If he made from those uh, large beams, he made boards, then kani. Then you are kona with the shino, because they used to be called karos, now they're called Krashim, so it's a to- totally different shame. If a person steals a lulav and he makes leaves out of it, he t- pulls off the leaves from the spine of the lulav, Kani, he's been cut of that lulav, to make cut of the previously it was called a lulav, and now it's called a bunch of branches. It's not called a, uh, a, a, a lulav. Um, the uh, the, 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 we're going to discuss in a moment about pasling a lulav, that that itself is enough to, uh, to make it a, a, a kinyan. Um, and that's enough to, to be considered a, a shinoi. The fact that you, that you pasl, so l'chora, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the achronim point out, this case is un- unusual. If you pull off all the leaves of the shed of the lulav, you've pasled it anyway. So l'chora, should be a kinyan anyway. If you steal leaves of a lulav and you make chufya uh, out of them, so kani, that's, uh, that's used to be called the Hutsa, now it's called Chufya. Chufya you make some sort of rope out of the uh, strands of the Lulav uh, branches. Lokani, Maitaima, because you could untie the uh, the rope and turn it back to its previous status, meaning that any time it's a Shinoi, that could be Chazal Briyasa, that's not going to be considered a real Shinoi. So by Rav Papa, someone steals the Lulav and Nechlika the, the The top middle leaf uh, gets split 
down the uh, middle of the lulav. Mahu. What's the din? Do we assume that it becomes puzzle and therefore since it becomes puzzle, Mimela, you've been Kona because that's a Shinui? Or do we say, no, it doesn't become puzzle and therefore you're not Kona? Tashma, Damra, Masnam, Rabbi Shobin Levi, Nitla, Tiyomas, Puzzle. The halacha is that if the Tiyomas is removed, it's puzzle. My love, who adin the Nechlika? Aren't we working with the assumption that the same would be true if it was Nechlika, Tiyomas, and Rashi writes on the top, if by definition the halacha is going to define this as, as becoming puzzle, shouldn't the halacha also define it as a legitimate shinui and therefore you should be kone it because it's such a major halachic shinui? So it says, if the tiyomas is removed, is chopped off, then you're going to say that the lulav is chaser and the lulav is puzzle, but not necessarily when it's, uh, when it's nechlika. But another version of the conversation goes as follows. That if the Tiomas is split, we view it as if the Tiomas is removed, and therefore it's going to be possible. So so we see from there that the Gazlan is Kona, the Lulav of the Shinoi, because that is enough to make the Lulav fossil. Anything that's enough to fossil the Lulav is going to be considered a Shinoi, and therefore he's going to be Kona. Amrav Papa, Haiman de Gazel Afra Mechavre Vaavde Levenosa. A person stole dirt from somebody else and he made bricks out of that dirt. Lokani, he is not Kona the bricks, he's got to return it to the Nigzal. My time, Madadamashvile Afra, because it can be turned easily back into, uh, in, into Afar, back into dirt. You could grind it up and turn it back into dirt. Levenosa Vaavde Afra, if he stole a brick and he ground it up into dirt, Kani, then you are Kona. Because what are you going to say? How could you argue otherwise? That maybe it'll go and it'll turn it back into a brick. So it's a Shinoi Hachazul Abriyaso? No. When you, uh, you, you, you make a new brick out of it, it's a new brick. It's not the same brick as the original brick. So it's interesting. Dirt that you turn into a brick and then you crush it up. We consider that the same dirt as it was before because there's no, there's no uh, fundamental difference between between the original dirt and the dirt it is now. It's just a pile of dirt. But a brick will take a different shape every time, will have a different amount of strength every time, will depend how you burn it, how you shape it. So there are no two bricks that are exactly, exactly the same. It's impossible to make exactly the same bricks, so therefore it's considered to be panam chadash that it's a new item, and therefore the shinoi is not one that is chazor lebriyaso. Ve'omarav paparav has another comment about shinoi. Ha'iman degozol naska mechavre. A person steals some silver, just a uh, plain silver from his friend and he takes that uh, block of silver, that piece of silver and he makes coins out of it that is not enough of a shinui to be kohen you can melt down the silver and it will turn into a block of silver again um, and, 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 and silver, is, silver is not like a brick a brick is, is assessed based on the way it, uh, it's shaped, based on its strength based on, by, by silver you're right when he melts it down, he might melt it down into a slightly different shape than the original block of silver, but that's irrelevant, because no one cares about the shape of silver, they care about the weight and, the, uh, and how clean it is, that's, that's all. So uh, by, you're not going to say when, uh, when he's able to turn it right back
back into silver. But what if it's the reverse? Zuzi Vavdinu Nascha. He stole money and he turned it into a block of silver. So then Kani, then he is Kana. Because my Yamat, Hadar Abadluhu Zuzi, what are you going to say? That he could turn it right back into Zuzi? No, the, he can't turn it back into the same Zuzim. Panam Chadash Zbalakan. That would be uh, an entirely new new Zuz. I wonder if uh, that's that's only because they would hand make the uh, the coins. Or, you know, I mean, now that like every nickel is the same, now that they have forms where things are done in such an exact and precise way that the, 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 that the, uh, the two different coins are not going to be any different, that that maybe would be considered a shino echoz of the briaso. I don't know, didn't have a chance to look around, see if anyone discusses. Shchimi, if someone steals blackened old coins, and he cleans them up and polishes them up and makes them like new, lokani, he has not been kona because that certainly is chozel briaso. You know how they become old again? Just leave them. Eventually, they'll become old again. So that certainly is Chazer Libriyaso. Chadiv Avdinu Shchimi, if he stole new coins and they made them old, Kani, then he has been Kona. Aye, can he just clean it up? My Amrit, Hadar Avdinu Chadiv, can't he get them cleaned again? So that you, you, you can't really do that because Mediyad Shikhmayu. you could still see, meaning there's still a difference between a brand new coin and a coin that's been polished up to, made to, to, to be made to look brand new. So it can never go back to actually be being brand new, it can go back to uh, looking okay and passing for newer, but it's never going to be in mint condition again. Zakhals. Now we go back to what the Mishnah said. When you steal something, you pay what it was worth at the time that it was stolen. So After giving all these examples in the Mishnah, why does the Mishnah have to make have to formulate this as a rule? What are we including? What are we adding by saying this rule of If a person steals a baby uh, sheep and it turns into a ram, uh, grows up, you steal a little uh, baby ox and a, a cow or whatever it grows up. So that's a shinoi, and you have uh, you have bin kona. That's the, uh, the, the, the that's that's a uh, we had earlier in Daf That's true. So this is the opinion of Rabbi La against Rabbi Chanina that it's not a shinoi. Rabbi Chanina holds it's not a shinoi ma'isa, and it's also not a shinoi Hashem because an egel ben yomo is called the shor. Right? That's a, a memory that we have that shor ben yomo is nikra shor, whereas human being has to develop in life and is a katan and is a gadol and there's different stages in life a shor ben yomo is nikra shor but we're working with the assumption that that's considered to be an actual shinoi like that shita that it's an actual shinoi tavach umachar and therefore if you take this animal and you shecht it or you uh, you sell it you don't have to pay dalit vehei because it was your own item that you have shecht shalohu tavach shalohu mocher so you only have to pay the kefal you don't have to pay the dalit vehei because once you've been kona it there's no dalit vehei Payment anymore. So who uh, gavra? Now the Gemara tells a story. Who gavra? The gazel padna the tori mechavre. Azel karavu krava zarabu zara lusof adrin lamare. A guy stole a bunch of oxen from his friend, and the, and he takes the oxen that he stole, and he works it on his land. He plows the land, and he plants the land, and he has to do all the avodas hakarka that you would normally use oxen to do. So uh, so asal kamei Rav Nachman. They went to Rav Nachman for a din Torah. Amru 
Nachman says you have to assess how much improvement the land had from these oxen. So not only do you return the animals, you have to return whatever improvement was made to your land. What, you think only the, uh, the, the, the oxen improved the land? The land also improved from, its, from itself. It also has its own nutrients and its own... I mean, it's not only the oxen that caused this land to improve. So the full shavach of the land, he's going to have to pay him? That seems a little steep. Seems like a little much to pay for this kind of case. So if Nachman responded, I wasn't saying to give the entire shavach. I meant that you should figure out the shavach is a thousand dollars. Let him pay off five hundred dollars. Samalei, Rav still wasn't satisfied. So, so, gzeilahu He stole an ox. He has an ox. He's giving back the ox. What more do you want from him? Why does he have to pay anything beyond that? The halacha is you pay the item that you stole. The, the, the ox didn't go through any shinui. It didn't change at all. So why should he have to pay for the land? It's not. The Mishnah says, you don't have to give back the shevach. Just pay the shasak gzeilah and you have the ox. Shasak gzeilah to give back. He says, didn't I tell you, leave me alone when I'm uh, judging a dintari, you're not supposed to talk to me. I don't know why he didn't tell him that in the first place. As long as he had answers, he, uh, he didn't tell him that. But then uh, when he ran out of answers, you shouldn't bother me. You know what uh, Rav Huna used to say about me, that me and Shmuel are like, uh, Shmuel is referred to as Shmuel, me and Shmuel are like brothers when it comes to, uh, when it comes to din. Halacha is always like Shmuel, Bedini, Hilchsa Kishmuel Bedini, because Shmuel was a greater expert in Dine Mamanus, just like Hilchsa Karav Bisuri, because Rav was considered the greater expert when it comes to Isra Heter. So Rav Nachman says, I don't know if you've heard, but Hilchsa Krav Nachman Bedini also. So you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't be questioning me. And then he explains, Hai Inish Kazla, meaning he thought he was pushing too hard. So he had an explanation. Hai Inish Kazlana Atikahu. This guy, is, it's not his first uh, time around that he's been doing this. This is what he does. He, he doesn't enjoy. Uh, having to work his fields so instead of uh, having to invest in his own animals to work his fields so every day he steals another set of oxen to, uh, to work his fields so uh, says, you know, a Dayan, part of a Dayan's job is to uh, make sure that things aren't getting out of control so I have to make a knas on this person to make sure that it doesn't get, it doesn't get worse ok, new mission now, says the Mishnah again we're going to talk about various shinuyim that happen after a person steals something you steal an animal, then it gets old and weak it's not as good anymore, steal an evet old, weak, not as good anymore you pay what it was worth at the time that you stole it that may be true of a behemoth says Rameir, but when it comes to an evet you could say, I stole the evet I don't care that he's 10 years older now here's your evet, because an evet is so I could just give it to you as is if you steal a coin and it cracks, peros kivu, you steal fruits and they rot, yayin vehichmets, you steal wine and it sours, mishalm kshasakzeli, you pay what it was worth at the kshasakzeli, you cannot give back a rotten b- a bundle of fruits and say, oh, here are the fruits I stole from you five years ago. That is not okay. Matbeav and nifsal, if let's say he steals a coin, the coin is physically perfectly intact, mint condition, but it's no longer val- valuable, uh, it's no longer acceptable currency in that uh, Medina where he lives. Truma v'nitmes, he steals truma, 
Physically, it's in perfect condition, but it became Tameh, and the Shuma that's Tameh has to be burnt, there's no value. Chametz, Vavel of a Pesach, where he steals Chametz, and then Pesach passed, where now it's also about Na. Behema, Vedisabdaba he steals a Behema, and then it was uh, someone did have a with it, or is Roveya the Behema, where it became uh, Mizbech, or the Behema became possible from being used on the Mizbech, either by uh, developing a Mum in a way that's not so, uh, that wouldn't devalue it. In terms of its work on the uh, on the field, but Dokan uh, in some some problem with its eye or something like that. Oh, Sakel, or the animal is going to be taken out to be stoned. So it's Asr Ba'achil or because it killed somebody. You could say, okay, here's the thing that I stole from you. You can have it right back, no problem. When we say that the thing got old, it doesn't mean literally got old. Even if it didn't get old, it just got weaker. The Goslin has to pay what it was worth at the time of the Gazela, even if it's, uh, not, if it's, it's, it's devaluation has nothing to do with age. That's not what the Mishnah said. The Mishnah said it got old. Sounds like only if it gets old do you have to pay what it was worth at the time that you stole it. But if it just got weaker, you could give the item back. So says Gemara, no. Even if it got weak, you, uh, you have to pay Kishasa Gzela, but only if the weakness that it's suffering is something that it's not going to recuperate from. If uh, the Evid has a little bit of a cold, so he's not feeling well today, he's not going to work as hard today, but he's going to get better tomorrow, and he'll be just as good then, then in a Chinami you can give back the Evid. But if it's a weakness, it's a degenerative condition, where he's not going to get better, then you have to pay what he was worth at the Shasa Gzela. That they say that even if you steal an animal and it grows up, then it becomes that's considered a shinoi, and therefore you have been conned with the shinoi. And therefore, if you shecht it or you sell it, it's considered that you shecht or you sold your own thing, and therefore you're not going to have to pay dalve, you're only going to have to pay the kefil. So Amrlei, sort of Ashi said to Mark Shish, didn't I tell you, don't confuse the people who say different things? That halacha that you're saying was not Rabbi Yochanan, so you can't ask any kashas. That was the name of Rabbi La who, uh, who, who had said that. And uh, as we said, that is the sheet of, of Rabbi La, that when the animal grows up, that's considered a shinoi, as opposed to the, uh, the idea that a shor ben yomo is nikrashar. Okay, Be'ez Shem, tomorrow we'll pick up with Rameir Omer, Ba'avadim Omer, Lo'arei Shalachal